This is Fair Issues on the Mormon Faircast. This week's article is entitled, Keeping the Faith, A Journey Across the Narrow Neck, by Michael R. Ash. Read by Ned Skarsbrick. This and other articles by Michael Ash can be found at deseretnews.com. This article was used by permission of the author and the Deseret News. Before I start this episode, I would like to offer a few short music clips as a tribute to some talented men who passed into the next life 57 years ago this month. Don McLean called his tribute American Pie, but we probably know it better by the words in his song, The Day the Music Died. Now what does this have to do with defending the gospel or the Book of Mormon peoples? Directly, nothing, I guess. But indirectly, it represents how life can change in an instant. And in just a few years, the words used to represent ideas or cultural values can disappear from our language. The terms used by those in ancient Mesoamerica may have little, if any, meaning to us, or they may have an entirely different meaning because of the cultural idioms used in their times. So, now let's go back to 1959 and listen to Buddy Holly and Richie Valens. All of my love, all of my kissing, you don't know what you've been missing, oh boy. Oh boy, when you're with me, oh boy. Oh boy, the whole world can see that you were oh meant for me.
but certainly not least is J.P. Richardson, more commonly known as the Big Bopper. Thought I forgot about him, didn't you? <laughs> but I didn't. Now what I want to know, is this really the Big Bopper? Yeah, this is the Big Bopper speaking. <laughs> oh, you sweet thing. Do I want? Will I want? Oh, baby, you know what I like. Chantilly lace and a pretty face on a tail, hanging down, a wiggle in the walk and a giggle in the talk. Lord, make the world go round. Ain't nothing in the world like a big-eyed girl to make me act so fun. Make me spend my money, make me feel real loose, like a long-necked goose and like a girl. Oh, baby, that's what I like. See, now that wasn't so bad, was it? I knew you'd like it. So who knows what Chantilly Lace is, or terms used by Buddy Holly. Let's go, let's go. Who understands the words to La Bamba? It is claimed that there are several translations of La Bamba. Which one is correct? Like a lot of things in life, it depends on who was doing the translation, because we can't ask Richie what he really meant. I probably will not do this type of thing again in this series, for which the... Uh, Fair Mormon leadership is grateful, I would presume. It's just my own personal connection from the modern past to the ancient past. So, let's get back to Michael Ash and a journey across the narrow neck. According to most versions of the Mesoamerican model for Book of Mormon geography theory, the Isthmus of Tehuantepec, the narrow strip of land separating the Gulf of Mexico and the Pacific Ocean constitutes the narrow neck of land described in the Book of Mormon, Alma chapter 22, verse 32. While this strip of terra firma certainly reflects a narrow neck of land between two larger bodies of land, some may question this section how it could be transversed in a day and a half by a Nephite when the most narrow part is still 137 miles across. The Book of Mormon's narrow neck was obviously not extremely narrow, because in Mosiah 8, we read that the Limhi explorers unknowingly passed through it and thought they were still around the land of Zarahemla. There are several possible explanations for the travel distance dilemma. John Sorensen explains that the travel distance for a Nephite might refer to someone accustomed to traveling long distances in short periods, as opposed to someone who was not a Nephite. Sorensen cites the example of some Mexican Indian footrunners who have been known to run up to 500 miles in six days, pausing one day for rest and then returning back again. Sorensen also cites the example of a man who, in 1973, walked 500 miles in six days, as well as a man who traveled 161 miles in a single 24-hour period. There may be a simpler answer, however. Our initial inclination when reading Alma 22:32 is to envision the narrow neck's distance as a day and a half's journey from ocean to ocean. But the verse actually says that a Nephite can make the roughly 36-hour journey from the east 
to the West Sea, not the East Sea, to the West Sea. It's possible that the East referred to some other delineator other than the East Sea, perhaps something much further inland, which could have greatly reduced the travel distance to the West Sea. Lawrence Polson, whom I think has the most up-to-date theories for the Mesoamerican model, argues that the East in Alma 22 refers to travel along the natural east border in the Isthmus of Tehuantepec, and then the true east along the northern border of the Barrancas to the Cosahuanacas River. This river forms the eastern boundary of the Isthmus, while the Barrancas creates a natural border of cliffs that are over a thousand feet high as well as a thick wilderness. Many years ago, Paulson theorized, based on the description and geographical qualifiers given in the Book of Mormon, that the area could very likely be the Book of Mormon Hermans. According to Alma 2, verses 37 through 38, Hermans was the part of the wilderness which was infested by wild and ravenous beasts, and many died in the wilderness of their wounds and were devoured by those beasts. Paulson's Hermans argument was part of a much larger argument and context, a portion which identifies, like Sorensen, the Gehava River as the Book of Mormon River's Sidon. The Nephite culture may have lived in the Gehano River Basin. As Paulson notes, the Isthmus of Tehuantepec is found in the northwest of this basin and is separated from the Gehava Basin by a range of mountains on the eastern border of the isthmus. This mountainous area, called Barrancas, is almost totally uninhabited even today. Several years after Paulson suggested that the Barrancas of the isthmus matched the Book of Mormon's Hermans, he discovered additional information that helped support his theory. The word Tehuantepec is Nawachi, early a Mesoamerican word composed of Tehuacni, and Tepec. While Tepec translates as hill or mountain, Tequacni means man-eating beast. Thus, Tehuantepec means the mountains of man-eating beasts. The Tehuantepec coat of arms, for example, has both a glyph for a mountain as well as a jaguar or Tequacni. While Tequacni is typically translated as jaguar, an alternative translation is man-eating beast. According to Paulson, Matt Roper, another LDS scholar, claims that natives will avoid that particular area in the isthmus for fear of man-eating beasts. While Paulson acknowledges that the Nahuatl language may have come late in the area of Mesoamerica, he correctly points out that when later cultures translate names into their own languages, they frequently adopt their translations to the names and features given by the former culture's language. What does this interesting and Book of Mormon favorable information have to do with the travel distance for a day and a half's journey for a Nephite? The Isthmus, eastern border, the Barrancas, that could easily be identified with Hermans, is less than halfway across the Isthmus. A Nephite traveling from the West Sea the Pacific Ocean side of the isthmus, to the east, 
border, the natural east border in the isthmus, could easily cross that distance in a day and a half with little difficulty. If you like this podcast, you can help promote it by subscribing to it in iTunes or by rating it and writing a review. Post a link on your blog and Facebook page and tell your friends about us. Questions or comments about this episode can be sent to podcast at fairlds.org or join the conversation at fairblog.org. Michael Ash is the author of the book Shaken Faith Syndrome, strengthening one's testimony in the face of criticism and doubt, as well as the book Of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Both books are available for purchase online through the Fair Bookstore. Music for this episode was provided courtesy of Lawrence Green. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or that of Fair Mormon. Mm-hmm.